ever played the game of unstable unicorns? Anyone? It's okay. It's not a game we have to play now. <laughs> it's a card game. Um, but it's made by the same people who made the game Exploding Kittens. More people will know that. Well, there is another version called Unstable Unicorns. And it's a fun game. I've played it a lot with my family. And you know families have weird things they do. Oh, there's a little, little hint. Families have weird things they do. Um, we, all the cards are different unicorns. And we decide who is most like each unicorn. So there's like a unicorn that's my sister, a unicorn that's my mum. And on the screen, this is the one my family have decided is me. Can we have it? Um, I don't know why. I have no idea. They think I'm the annoying flying unicorn, and the decision was unanimous. So there we go. And uh, when I read this passage, uh, worryingly, this was the first thing that came to mind. Can I keep it up on the screen? Because it's got the Bible verse. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And I just think that's a bit like that unicorn, really. I'm not sure anyone would listen to what he said. He's got his symbols. And in the passage today, we're thinking about how if we do things and say things, but we don't have love, we're a bit like an annoying unicorn with symbols. So that's just for the sake of introduction. It's very random. But there we go. So can we go on to the next slide? That'd be really helpful. It's Mother's Day today, and the theme is love. And this passage teaches us a lot about how to love well. And so to understand more about this passage, I thought we could think about a car. So just spend a moment, imagine a car. It can be any car you like. Now, the car in your mind, you're picturing, I don't know what it's like. Um, it probably has wheels. It probably has a bonnet. It might have some cool features. It might have a touch screen inside. Um, I don't know. It might have heated seats. I don't know what your car you're thinking of is. But your car may have all of the coolest features, but it is pointless without one thing. And that is fuel or electricity, if you have an electric car. It's completely pointless. And in the passage, it says, uh, I've got another verse, in verse 13, so no matter what I say, what I believe, or what I do, I am pointless without love. Love is like the fuel that should drive all of our actions. The fuel that powers a car is what makes it work. So just as a car is stationary and pointless without fuel, anything we say or do is just as pointless without love. And you can see in that picture on the screen an empty petrol tank. And I dread the day mine goes to that and I can't get to a petrol station in time. I prefer to keep it halfway or above because I'm so scared of that happening. But I wonder if you yourselves are feeling a bit low on fuel in your hearts. Are we feeling our tanks are a bit empty? Are we feeling a bit unlovable? Or like we've just run out, we've loved people, and we haven't got anything back. God loves you so much. And so I hope today we can spend some time with him and refill our tanks, knowing that we are loved, so that we're able to put some of the things in this passage, some of these actions of love, uh, into action. Now, on my next slide, it shows 
and map. Because in order to bother driving a car, nine times out of ten, we need a motive. Some of us might like just driving for fun, but most of the time I think we get in our cars because we have a destination in mind. We have a motivation, we have somewhere we need to be. And this passage talks of destination in verse 12. It says, We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly, just as he knows us. That destination we have in mind is that day where we get to meet with Jesus face to face again. And that knowledge can give us a motive that isn't self-seeking. Because I wonder, if we do any action and we don't do it with love, I was thinking about this, how can you do a loving action not in love? And the only thing I could think is that if we do that, who are we doing it for? And I should imagine it might be for ourselves. Is it to make ourselves feel better that we do something kind, or is it actually for the other person? I wonder if you've ever done something with the view of being loving or doing it for God when it is actually for yourself. It's really hard sometimes to work out between the two. And I think this is something the Corinthians struggled with. Last week we heard about that passage uh, where they were using spiritual gifts, but Paul had to teach them that they were doing it for the good of the whole body because they were getting a gift from God and then using it for their own kind of pride so they could boast, I've got the best gift and not really doing it in a selfless way. So that motive needs to be to love others as we're doing things and keep focused on the destination. The verse on the screen says, Love cares more for others than for self. It always looks for the best and never looks back, but keeps going to the end. So, I think it's showing us in this passage that loving others is the motivation with that destination of Jesus. And... There's a lovely book on the next slide, um, which has some really lovely, you might have seen it, The Boy, the Mole, Fox and the Horse. Uh, The film of it won an Oscar this week, which I thought was really cool. Um, Just amazing that a Christian should write something, and it's so simple yet so profound, and that it's gone all the way to the Oscars and won something, and it really is just these gospel messages all the way through. And I love these two quotes. Um, The... Uh, I think it's the mole, says to the boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, said the boy. I just think it's so lovely. And the other one, what do you think success is? Asked the boy. To love, said the mole. I just think, imagine if we started each day and instead of thinking, what sort of things do I want to achieve today? What do I want to get done? If we actually said to God, today my goals are to be more kind and to love others. What great goals they would be for each day. Now, the third thing on my car picture, I'm sticking with the car if we go on to the next slide, uh, is all about how we do the journey. So I wonder, what kind of driver are you? Are you an impatient driver? Uh, do you get road rage? Are you a nervous driver? That's probably me. Um, do you like a sing-song in the car? Do you love time in the car to catch up with people? I wonder what kind of driver are you? And this doesn't reflect on where you're at with God, but it's just an example. Because in the same way, how loving are we as Christians in our actions? How patient, kind, and gracious are we with other people? 
It's Mother's Day today, and one of the important roles of a mum is being able to love unconditionally, despite all of the ways their children may test them every single day. And lots of people describe parenting as a journey where mums have to continuously practice grace and love and patience and dedication through all sorts of things. And through that, give their kids that greatest gift, which is their own love. And we heard that lovely poem earlier uh, from the mums in the church on how love was bigger than all of the imperfections that came with raising children. And I think that's a bit of a kingdom picture, really, of the now and not yet, getting those glimpses of that unconditional love a parent can give, despite all the things in this world which are broken and aren't as good as they will be in the future when Jesus comes again. And that unconditional love is what God shows to us. And I've also put the picture of an L plate on here because some people haven't learned to drive yet and we are all learning to be good disciples in God's kingdom. So just as mothers have to train their children, uh, so do we learn to be better disciples and we need to train ourselves to love others well. And we have a really good role model for doing this. The best model of loving well is, of course, Jesus. And we can learn from him. It said in the poem also about mums being a taxi service. I thought that was a good, probably mums can relate to that. <laughs> uh, driving their kids around. And we often take others on the journey with us. So I wonder who, as a Christian, are you taking on your journey with you? Because Jesus always sent disciples out in pairs. He very, he didn't, I don't think he ever sent anyone out alone. Um, but he always sent people out in groups. So who is it you're going to do the journey with, your Christian faith with? Who are those people who are going to love you and support you alongside? So we want to learn from Jesus how to drive well with focus. And that's why that verse on the screen I really liked. It says we have three things to do to lead us towards that day of perfection, to trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And so if I could have the next slide, it's going to do a little summary of those three things. <laughs> three little tips for loving well. Be fueled by God's love if you feel like you need a bit of a filling up of your own tank. Spend time with him. That motivation to love others because we have that destination in mind of when we see Jesus face to face again. And learning how to love like Jesus. And in a way, I think this is perhaps, this chapter is a summary of the entire book of 1 Corinthians, having others' best interest at heart and loving them as a priority in all we do. That seems to be the message all of the other chapters are landing on through all of the different ethical issues and stuff it's exploring, is how we can have others' best interests at heart and love them well. So in many ways, it's a really simple message today, but the challenge of putting it into action is really difficult. And it's a really famous passage. Lots of you may have heard it before. I'm sure you have. But it's for a reason. It's a really good one to have in your back pocket, uh, ready to be inspired in moments where you're really being tested in loving others well. Reading that first line, love is patient, love is kind. And so on the final slide is a little response for us to do. And um, I've taken out the word love in the passage and if you put your name into the bits where there's dots, it's quite tricky to do. If I start reading, this is really awkward. Bethany is patient. Bethany is kind. 
Bethany does not envy, Bethany does not boast. It's really awkward to read. Um, It feels really uncomfortable and it really is a challenge to be able to do all those things well. But if you put Jesus' name into there and you read it again, Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind, Jesus does not envy, Jesus does not boast, Jesus is not proud. It's really easy to read, isn't it? You can see through all of Jesus' actions all through the Bible, that is the way that he was And so that's why he is such a good role model. All of the ways, the ways he interacted with different people, the way he lived his life, it's a really good example if we're struggling and knowing how to love others well, looking back and thinking, how would Jesus have dealt with this scenario? How would he have loved others? So I leave you with that thought to think about as we sing the next song, how we can love others better, or you might just want to really focus on how much God loves you today so that your tank is refilled so that we can do our journey of faith really well. Please stand.